everybody. Welcome to East to West Weight Loss Surgery. I am April and I am the West. And I'm Jason and I'm the East. And you guys know by now we are here to support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. Today, Jason and I are so excited to welcome my friend Veronica, who is joining us. So if you are listening, obviously you're not going to see her. So we highly recommend that you watch our uh, podcast on YouTube because she's adorbs. Oh. We welcomed Veronica today uh, because she is our resident like dating expert. Uh, Veronica and I met years and years ago. She's actually a friend of a friend of mine, uh, but she and I quickly became kindred spirits. We were kind of like sisters from another mister, so to speak. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Uh, and Veronica was actually the woman who inspired me to have weight loss surgery. So if you have been following me or you have, you've seen what I've said, this is the woman who I reached out to when she started looking just very different on her, on her Instagram feed. And I was like, mm, friend, I don't know what you're doing, but I need to do the same thing too, because you look amazing. And Veronica told me she had weight loss surgery. And you know, I kind of took a breath in and I was like, um, I don't think that's for people our size. And she was like, mm, friend, it's exactly for people our size. Yep. <laughs> so because of her very open and honest uh, conversation, she inspired me to have weight loss surgery. And she's really been my, she's been my uh, weight loss surgery angel because uh, every five minutes, I think I was reaching out to her about something. And then after surgery, she's been She's been the person that reaches out to me and is just saying, how are you doing? How are you, how are things going? What stage are you in? So it's just been amazing to have you, uh, have you in my corner. So thank you very much for all that support. Well, thank you. I mean, it was an honor. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for you. So <laughs> it's just, it's exciting to watch you from one level and just progress. It's amazing. Yes. Well, it's, it's because of support from people like you that, that ever, that people have, what they need to go through with, with the weight loss surgery. So, you know, just thank you for being, being open and honest. It's just been awesome. Yeah. So the reason that we wanted to invite you here today is a couple of weeks ago, Jason and I threw out uh, an ask to the community. We just said, hey, are there any questions that you guys would like answered when it comes to anything weight loss surgery related? And we got a couple questions about dating. And I know that you and I have had some pretty candid conversations about your experiences. <laughs> in dating before and after weight loss surgery. So when that question came up, I of course went to Jason. I was like, hey, Jason, I have a friend who I think is really, I would consider a dating expert, you know, let's invite her on. And of course he was, he was down for that. So uh, yeah, so we are here today to talk about all things dating before weight loss surgery and after weight loss surgery. Uh, so before I move on and, and open up the, the mics uh, for you to introduce yourself, I just want to let you guys know you can follow Veronica on Instagram or she, you can find her at VKO underscore 1977. Her account is private, uh, but if you would like to follow her, absolutely message her and she will she, she will let you into her world. And it's definitely a feed that you want because it's a lot of uh, pretty epic posts of things that we should all be doing. So <laughs> I would recommend to follow. <laughs> I'm not that exciting, I swear. <laughs> okay, yeah. You are very exciting. I'm just going to let you know that. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, That makes me feel good. <laughs> all right. So, Veronica, will you just introduce yourself to, to all of us? You know, what, what are you about? When, when did you have surgery? All that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Um, like April said, my name's Veronica. Um, so I am, I just turned 43 a week ago. Um, Woohoo! Um, I work for Starbucks. Um, I worked for Starbucks for almost 17 years now and, uh, been great company work for, for super lots of benefits behind it. And, um, one of the things with Starbucks is we have really great insurance. 
So I was able to do a little research here. And um, as you guys know, obviously I had weight loss surgery. Um, and this is what we want to talk about, right? Like my journey. Okay. Just yeah. making sure. Yeah. And you had the sleeve, just so you know. You yeah. had yes, I had the sleeve surgery. So, um, you know, I went to Starbucks for like 17 years, 12 years I was in the field. And the majority of my time in the field, I was overweight. And you're working nine, 10, 12 hour days on your feet. I would come home and I felt like I was had cement shoes on just trying to walk up the four little steps to get to uh, my back, you know, my back door. Um, and it was constant. I did everything. I was working out. I was, you know, I think I've done every um, diet possible, keto, you know, whole 30. And you uh, and I have talked about this. I mean, yeah, you were yeah. like volleyball extraordinaire. I mean, you are gym rat, the, the most active person I possibly know. Don't eat a bunch of garbage. I mean, we always talked about how it never made sense because yeah. we were so active. We, we did all the right things and yet we looked the way that we looked. We looked the way we looked. And, and, and you said, like you said, all the, all the right things. And you know, we all, we're not perfect, right? We have our splurges. We do bad. I, you know, yeah, but I, I lived a lifestyle that I ran around and fast food was more convenient for me than, you know, cooking. You know, I'd get up at 3.30 every morning, go into work, not get home till four or five o'clock at night. You're beat down. You're exhausted. So definitely, you know, what we talked about is like you tried everything and you just couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, I looked at weight loss surgery, I think it was probably four years ago. Um, a good friend of mine, Cheryl and I, uh, she's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Do you want to go to the class with me? It's free. I said, sure. Okay, let's go. So four years ago, her and I go in there and we sat down through the hour long class and we, we freaked out. I'm not going to lie. When they said we cut your stomach off, I thought it was like, we're just going to tie it off with a zip tie and everything's going to be fine. And then we can release the zip tie and everything's great. But they're like, oh yeah, we're going to take this stomach. We're going to cut it off and you're going to be left with like the size of your pinky. And I was like, oh my gosh, no. Like, that yeah. freaks me out. And I looked at Cheryl and I was like, I, I don't, I don't think I can do this. I was like, you know, we can do this on our own. I was like, let's do this. Let's commit to losing weight and eating healthy. And, you know, um, honestly, I can't remember that. What was the diet where the hormones, um, oh, GHB, HCG. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I was lucky. I, I did HCG with a doctor. I woke up every morning, no matter if it was my day off at three 30 every morning to inject myself in the leg with the hormones. Um, and I was like, this is going to be awesome. We got this. And I lost 42 pounds in 40 days. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is great. But as soon as you go back to somewhat of your normal lifestyle, those 42 pounds I just lost just turned into 60 gaining back. Yeah. And I was like, what have I just done? Like, I, I completely messed up my body. And at that time I, I lost some hair with that diet as well. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what have I done? Um, and I was like, you know what? I just, I, I, I need to figure this out and, you know, come to 2018 It's probably in January of 2018. I, um, the, the year before I got diagnosed with type two diabetes. Mm. And so I had to wor worry about that. I was in the stores. I would forget to eat five, six hours in my shift, which wasn't helping, you know, my diabetes is all, at all. No. And uh, I, my mom's coworker, my mom was telling me how she had weight loss surgery. And I was like, oh, that freaks me out. I looked into it, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm going to call her and ask her some questions. So I called her and asked her some questions and, and she was really open. And she's like, you know, this is where I had it done. I was like, okay, you know, well, maybe I'll call 
called CHI Franciscan, called them up and I said, I'm thinking about doing this. And they're like, oh, we, you know, we can do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay. So I, once again, I paused again. I was like, eh, I'm not ready for this. Um, and I, one day at work, I walked by my coworker's desk and I, her name was Megan. And Megan to me was not heavy. Like I looked at her and I didn't see her as being heavy. And I said, Hey Megan, how's your day going? And she's like, Hey, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, sure. She's like, I just want to share this with somebody. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, I'm having weight loss surgery. And I was like, what? And she was probably like five foot eight, like a size 14, 16. Right. And I was like, really? And she goes, yeah. And I remember this was on a Tuesday and I remember this so clear. And I go, really? What made you decide to do that? And she's like, I'm 26 years old. This is preventative. I don't want to be somewhere in the future where I couldn't get a control of this. And I was like, okay. And so she explained to me, it was like a 25 minute conversation. And I was like, I'm, I'm intrigued. And she's like, are you? And I was like, yeah, can I, can I get your doctor's number? She gave me, you know, the doctor's number. And I said, okay, left, went into one of the private rooms at work, called the doctor. And on Friday I was going in for my first consultation. So Tuesday to Friday, he said, I don't have anything in your area, but you can come up to Kirkland. And I said, great, I'll, I'll be there. You know, you don't have to pay for the consultation, walked in. I was like, these are the reasons why, you know, I, I've type two diabetes. I've been obese my whole life. I, my, my mom, not my mom, I apologize. My dad, his brother and their mother all died at 64 from heart attacks. Oh my God. All of them, all 64 years old died from heart attacks. And I was like, I have to get control of this. I was like, this can't be good. And you know, I was like, what do I do? And walked in there and I, I will tell you, I was emotional. I cried, gave him my insurance. And I was like, all right, let's do this. I was like, it's time. And he's like, great. We started this. We're going to call your insurance and let's get this process going. And like to say the rest was history is that's what it kind of felt like. It just was like, oh, this is eye opening. So I come home to my mom and I'm like, hey, I, I should probably tell you something. <laughs> so I made this decision and, you know, and this was in like March and she's just like, okay, I support you. I was like, you do? And she's like, 100% support you. Um, and I knew insurance. We had to go through three months of the, you know, the pre-work for insurance. And, and they said, okay, let's book this for July. And I was like, of this year? I was like, oh, seriously? And he's like, but I don't know if I'm ready that soon. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, like, this is no joke. This just got real. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I said, July this year. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And what do I have to do? And you guys probably know, and anybody that's been on it, insurance has some requirements and you have to learn, lose a certain amount of weight. And I wasn't sure if insurance was going to cover it, but because I was diabetic, hundred you know, it was covered, which yeah. was a blessing in disguise. Cause either way I was going to figure out how to pay for it. If I, if insurance didn't cover it. Yeah. Um, See, that's kind of funny. Cause I think I may be one of the very few people that I didn't actually have a weight limit or a weight that I had a certain weight that I had to reach my doctor was just like you're too high of a risk and you're too, you're between your age and your weight you're too high to have bypass so the only option we've got is the sleeve route and if we have to do a revision later we can once you get down to a certain weight my insurance was just like why don't you have six appointments with your doctor that you talk about diet weight loss and you tried stuff and that didn't work ship you on through like they were great about that That's part. awesome 
So, so we did, I did good on that part, but I've heard a lot of people talking about a certain weight threshold they had to hit. And I was lucky I didn't have to because at 468 at my heaviest, I only, I say only, I was able to drop 42 pounds on the liquid diet in two weeks. Whoa. So, yeah, I, I knocked off 42 pounds on the liquid diet. And since I started the liquid diet, February 22nd or 26th, I'm sorry. Uh, of 2020 as of this morning I've dropped a grand total starting with the uh, from the 468 at the highest this morning I've lost 103 pounds wow that's amazing that's insane I I had a, a sweet little uh two-week stall at three uh at 370 and uh 370 didn't go anywhere except up to 371 and then it tickled 369 for a day and then back to 370 for another week and yeah, it made me want to do bad things to the skin. But yeah, as of this, as of yesterday, I broke it, and today I lost a little bit more. So that's awesome. Nice but yeah, I, I I was I was glad when I heard people talking about that threat, the weight threshold, that I didn't have to hit that because there's no telling what would happen. Yeah, I was like, I didn't have to hit the. I mean, my highest is probably two ninety five, and I had a BMI of forty two. So it was like, you had to be over a certain BMI and then with the type two diabetes right. insurance that it's, it's a no brainer, but I still yeah. had to go through the three months. Like I still had to I go gotcha. through the three months of liquid, you know, liquid diet. And I had to do two weeks, liquid, one week food, two weeks, liquid, one week food for three months. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, that's so, awful. Yeah. So I lost about 30 pounds on that. Nice. Yeah. And then do, you know, prior to surgery, the 10 days of fasting. So, so let me ask you this. You, yeah. made, you made, you made mention of when they, when you got there and they talked about scheduling your surgery. I know for me, when they said that to me, cause I went and I had like a total of eight steps to do. Well, I knocked five of those eight steps out in the same day. Didn't know that I was going to do it that way, but it all just tumbled one into the yeah. other. And so when they went to schedule, I actually second guess it. I was like, maybe I should push it out a little bit because I think I want to eat some more. Yeah. yeah I literally <laughs> I literally said that to myself and then I thought about it. I was like, that's the whole reason you're in the chair as it is, dummy. Like schedule the surgery, quit, you know, quit backing out. Like it's now or never, just do it. So what was your turnaround time? So you scheduled and then you had your surgery. Like how how long between? Um let's see I had the two week liquid diet but it was literally three days before the liquid diet was going to start. And I and I had to, and I was like, I'm going to be out of town for this period of time. And I literally will have to start my liquid diet out of town and I will come back. And I started the liquid diet on the absolute worst day possible because we had <laughs> at work in our department, we have potlucks all the time. And sometimes they're okay. Sometimes they're pretty good, but this one was the best, most epic potluck we had ever had every food you could possibly imagine that I wanted was there on hand in abundance. Could not touch any of it. <laughs> wow. So the, the first, the first week of my liquid diet was worse than the next because it was, you know, all the potlucks one day, then I was stuck in a little meeting room where everybody was eating pizza around me and I couldn't eat any of it. And so it just like every day got progressively worse for the first week. You know, just listening to this, it just is amazing. I mean, being where we're all at, but to think back to those moments in our life where food controlled every decision that we made, mm -hmm. right? Like food controlled how we thought about things and our emotions and our attitudes and, and it's just food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I used to always say, I love food, but just love food doesn't love me back in the same way. <laughs> that is a hundred percent correct. It is. It is. And, and it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I think about, you know, the surgery, it, it, it came so quickly and, you know, talking to your friends about it, I was, I was very open and I knew there was going to be a handful of friends that were going to challenge me on it, challenge me on my decision and, and question it. And so I, I, I thought about what I was going to say and, you know, I told my two, two best friends and, you know, her husband was like, oh yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And then she needed time to process it. And I remember going to one of my friends, I was like, Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to do this regardless of what, what you're going to say to me. I want you to know my decision is already made, but you could ask any questions you want. Just if you have any intention of being negative, I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. She's like, okay. So I told her and she goes, okay, I do have a lot of questions. I understand why you're doing it, but let's talk through this. And I said, great, let's talk through this and see what happens. And it was interesting because some people that you thought would be really supportive ended up not being so supportive. And the ones that you thought were going to challenge you and kind of question you ended up being the most supportive. And it's, I thank God that like, I have a great, you know, group of friends and they're supportive and they just want you to be healthy and happy. And then they were worried on the side, you know, but I'm glad that I was open about it. And I encourage anybody if they can be open about it. Um, and I was open about it with my coworkers, you know, a, a, about a month or so before the surgery, I sent out an email. I was going to be off of work for three weeks and very honest. And they were like, Oh, some of them said I had to Google what the sleeve was, you know, didn't know what it was. And, but everybody was like, so supportive, so thankful. I told them. And, you know, I look at the flip side of it coming back from that. And you guys know is you lose a lot of weight at the beginning. Yeah. And I didn't want to come back to work after a month and somebody go, Oh my gosh, is she sick? Is something wrong? Right. Like what's, what's going on with her, you know? And it's like, I, you know, I just would rather have been open and honest about it. And you know, I don't fault anybody that doesn't want to be, but I, for me, it was just, it was more of a relief and a weight off my shoulders just to tell people what I did. Sure. And I think we actually, we, we, we had a, we had a whole podcast episode about this, something that we coined as the outsider syndrome, right? When you're telling people that you're doing this, sometimes the reactions and the support that you're thinking are going to come are just not there. And then yeah. all of a sudden, when people publicly see you doing something about, about your biggest struggle, which is what, you know, your weight, you can't hide that. Then all of a sudden, if they're also self-conscious or they're struggling with their own weight, if they see you doing it, then there's no reason that they can't be doing it as all as well, right? So all of a sudden, it's almost like even though it's not your intention, you are you, you are forcing them to question their own stories that they've been telling themselves about their weight, and it puts us in a really awkward position. Mm -hmm. But I think what the power is of telling what we're doing to people publicly is that the more the more times that we say it out loud, the more we we solidify our decisions and our reasons for doing it. And it just, it almost helps us, you know, gain back some of our power or it just helps us become more committed to what we've decided to do for ourselves. And it can be really powerful. And if you just don't speak those things publicly, you don't get to practice your thoughts, right? I mean, you just don't get to practice that. And, yeah. and I think that's the power in, in being public. And then when you do get pushback from people, sometimes their questions are valid and genuine and they're questions that maybe you haven't even asked yourself. So it's a great way to, to check like, Oh, I should probably, I should probably know that. But then, you know, it also very quickly becomes aware. You become aware of where everybody else is in their own journey. And then you quickly realize, Oh, that has nothing to do with me. That's just all about them. Right. So it, yeah. I mean, and you and I have talked about it often about, you know, yeah. 
where the support came from or where it didn't come from and how it really kind of shifted some relationships mm -hmm. in ways that you weren't expecting them to shift. No. Um, and, and, you know, you were very vocal on social media about the weight loss. And, you know, I was, I posted pictures. I wasn't vocal about it. I, I don't like the attention. I don't like being the center of attention. I struggle with attention. So anytime I post a picture, if somebody messaged me, it was like, Hey, you look great. What are you doing? Boom. I'll tell you, I have no problem with that. But I wasn't like going out and like, you know, offering up the information, you know, and, and it's something I, sometimes I wish I would have, but I, I struggle with being the center of attention and having people give me attention. And it was like, you know, Oh boy, whoa, that's a lot. So I was just like, you know, I'll ease into it how I can. And, and what's also interesting is you post a picture and you have so many people saying, Oh my gosh, you look so good. You look so good. And, and you're in this picture with a couple of your friends and I've had friends say, well, I look good in the photo. I'm like, I know you always look great though. Like, I think they're just not used to seeing me this way. Yeah. It's like, I know you look great and you always look great. People think you look beautiful all the time. And it was like, okay, now I can kind of see that struggle on, with my friends, you know, like this must be hard for them too. Well, in, in the work that I've done with, with my therapist and in, in that, that episode, uh, in, in the outsider syndrome, when we all of a sudden start to so radically look different, our place in our, so, in our social circles just, it, it moves. Yeah. Because where you, your status is very much connected to what you look like. And then when all of a sudden you start to look different and compliments start coming, then all of a sudden, even your closest friends are now rejudging where you, where you were at in, in the social hierarchy, even though they really don't care what you look like. Yeah. It's just what we are born and bred to do. And that is categorize and, and find out where we are, you know, in these things. And it's just insane that that happens in our most intimate of friend circles. I mean, yeah. I, remember you, I mean, you had talked about even some people would reach out to you and be like, oh, well, I think you're too skinny. Or like, do you have cancer? Or all these weird ass yeah. questions. And you're like, I just lost some weight. And yet people exactly. are like dive bombing you and judging you and making all these assumptions based on just what you're posting on social media. Yeah. I, mean, I think you commented on a picture. Uh, somebody had posted a comment on one of my photos. And you're like, it made me so mad. And like, because yes. the girl was like, well, you look too skinny or you look better before. And I was like, like you're photo shaming. You're shaming me in a whole different right. way. Dude, I, I don't think I went off publicly, but I think I messaged you instantly. You did, I yeah. Like, I mean, I was just like, you've got to be shitting me. Yeah. And then, you know, you're just going like, but then these people don't have the perspective that you had. They've never struggled with how they look or their weight. So yeah. they're missing that other lens. So but still, at the same time, it's like, really? Like, you're, this is what you're going to put out into the universe? This is, yeah. like, your contribution to society is to, like, sh skinny shame you now? Well, where, where were you when I was overweight and I could barely breathe when we were walking up the stairs? Because you didn't shame right. them. No, right. we, we went and got pretzels. Or we went, you know, you didn't shame me at that point. But you had no problem shaming me when you tell me you're, I'm too skinny. I'm like, I have never in my life, when I was told I was too skinny, I was like, are you kidding me? Or one person said to me, you need to eat a sandwich. I was like, I did. I ate one fourth of one and I'll eat the other part in like yeah. another hour. So back <laughs> off. <laughs> well, and it's, it's funny that you mentioned the fact, like when you're talking about pictures and people noticing, you know, noticing the difference in your body and other friends start to kind of get a little, you know, a little salty about it. You realize that, you know, that or I guess the rest of the world realizes that 
bigger people are often invisible when it comes to group photos, things like that. When you're out with a group, the bigger people, you know, people don't pay as much attention. So we really go on as the unnoticed, the unremembered, the, you know, the, the lesser of the value of the group of, you know, for whatever reason, because I can tell you now in the, in the social circle that I used to grow, that I used to run around with when I was younger, even, you know, still married, but running around without public, I'm six four, four hundred and sixty pounds. I've got this beard. You know, I, I'm not easy to miss. And you'd be amazed at how many people don't remember meeting me, even when I was still the same size, still looked the same. They won't even remember meeting me previously. And it would be as as soon as two, three weeks ago, a month ago. And you know, I don't really care how bad your memory is. You don't really forget a, a, the largest human being in the room at the time. Yeah. You're just going to, oops, I, I don't remember, but, you know, it's cool, what's up? Like, you don't think of that kind of situation until you start to drop the pounds off and people start yeah. really throwing it out there and being like, oh, hey, look, you're looking pretty good. Like, well, you didn't, you know, we weren't talking about this a couple of weeks ago when I was with the same group of people. Like, it, you know, my 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 status in the whole situation wasn't, wasn't talked about at that point in time, but now we want to talk about it. Just wait till you get to the day where they actually don't know who you are. They do not recognize you. That has happened to me two dozen times since the weight loss surgery. People are like, do I know you? And I'm like, yeah, Veronica. And they're like, Veronica? And I'm like, yeah, Veronica. And it just cracks me up because I'm like, I don't think I look that different. But I also have a lot of people say like, I don't remember you being that big when we look at pictures now. Like, right. I look at you and I know April, you've had this happen of like, yes. well, I don't, I don't remember you like that. That's not how I remember you as. And I'm like, I don't either. And like right now when, you know, Facebook and those memories that pop up, I'm just looking at these photos going, whoa, like I yes. thought I looked good. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, yeah. I that, yeah, I the, the memory, the memory section will get you every single time. Pictures yeah. the same way, because I think back to it and the most, the, the most, the most, I guess, comment that I get the most for the just the small differences and changes I've made so far is how much different my face looks, how much younger I look, how much better the skin, all that kind of stuff. Those are the comments that I routinely get. And I will look back because at first I was like, well, I look at my face all the time, so I don't see the difference like that. Yeah. And then I looked back at an older podcast that came up in my in my memories on Facebook from when I used to do uh, the show that I was doing on Facebook. And that popped up and I was like, oh, damn. I was like, and then, you know, April and I talked about this last week. You start looking at your friends and your wife like, y'all don't want to tell me I look like this? Like, yeah. you guys, you guys knew I looked like this. You knew what I used to look like. You know what I look like now? Y'all couldn't say shit? Like, y'all couldn't yeah. be like, hey, by the way, tons of fun. Look at you. You're getting out of hand. Like nobody yeah. wants to say, nobody, nobody wants to come at you like that at that point in time. But now you see back and you look at it and you're like, man, the changes, the changes come fast and furious, but they're welcome. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing with Veronica and I is our, our mutual friend was married. I don't know how long ago. I don't know when our wedding was, but the, but there's tons of pictures of V and I at the wedding. Yeah. We were both like, we were like, yeah, we looked fly back then. But then we look at these pictures and both of us are like, okay, but you never look like that. That's not yeah, what you That's not what you really look yeah. like. Yeah, and then we're looking at these pictures and they're like, well, clearly we must have because <laughs> we are. But you just don't <laughs> see it. Your, your brain doesn't, uh -uh. I mean, no. no. 
Nobody knows the mechanisms behind it, but yeah, yeah. you want to get mad at people because they didn't cut you out for being fat, and at the same time, you're like, well, I guess I'm kind of glad because like I still look fly, but like, yeah, <laughs> there was something wrong there. It's just the whole thing is just a shit. yeah. People are always like, but you just you carried yourself so well, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. Six, granted, I'm almost six foot, you know, and almost teetering on 300 pounds. Sure, I looked different as somebody that's you know five eight and almost 300 pounds, but it still was there like oh yeah yeah i mean and and there were friends that were concerned and like hey let's get healthy together let's do this and i always appreciate that but it was just it's like huh i you're right i don't remember looking like that and i didn't think i'd look that bad and you didn't tell me when we were out in vegas like partying you should have said something <laughs> like never let a girl at almost 300 pounds wear a dust ruffle a butt ruffle <laughs> in her swimsuit and think it's okay like <laughs> <laughs> nobody stopped me because uh, you rocked it because you rocked it you know nobody okay. wearing I, I, a butt ruffle <laughs> all right i have to steer our conversation to what we actually wanted to talk about today which is dating. Dating. but jesus man we we clearly we need to get together more often to talk about these things absolutely there's a lot of stuff there okay so the whole point of today was to talk about <laughs> dating before and after weight loss surgery and as jason and i said we were both married we were jason went from from healthy jason to obese jason in his marriage i went from obese april to morbidly obese april in my marriage but we were we we were married when we had the decision to have weight loss surgery and both of our spouses supported it so he and i have been out of the dating pool for a very long time. Thank so you. we would love to know what your experiences were when you were dating as a fat, as fat V. Yeah. And then we're going to compare that to what your dating uh, experiences have been post weight loss surgery. And then what I'm very interested in talking about when we get to that section too, is, is how you are preparing to date after your skin removal surgery, which, which you're having very soon. So yeah. Cause I know that you and I have talked about that. And when, when you and I had that conversation, it was like light bulbs just were going off in my head because I would have never thought of these issues or barriers or concerns uh, because I'm well, obviously I'm not in the dating world. So my brain's not there, but a lot of people are, a lot of people who follow and are part of our community have these questions. So, so we really want to dive into that. So first and foremost, what was it like dating before weight loss surgery? Um, so I didn't really date a lot. Um, okay. So you know, you always had crushes on guys and, you know, I tried to do the dating scene and I'd always have friends be like, Hey, so-and-so is interested, but yet they would never reach out. And so I wasn't a huge dater before the weight loss surgery. However, that doesn't mean I didn't have fun. Like I had sex, you know, had a good time, mostly like not one night stands. That sounds kind of slutty. It wasn't like one night stands, but people that you were comfortable with that that's pretty like friends with benefits. Right. Okay. So I didn't date a whole lot. And when I did, they didn't really last a long time. It was, you know, maybe a couple months and that was it. Um, and then I went like, I'll, I'll totally be honest. I went six years with like no sex, no nothing, like just not feeling good about myself. Wasn't, wasn't loving it, you know, no, and I don't ever think of myself as depressed. And, but at the same time, there was probably a depression that I was probably going through. Um, and what would I do? I would eat to fill that void, right? So I ate a lot. And so, you know, the whole dating scene has changed since even before, even two years ago, like all these dating apps. Now you have Tinder, you have Bumble, you have all these things. And what's interesting is, so like I said, didn't date a whole lot, but when I did, I was very self-conscious of my body. You know, I was so excited to not have to be like that, to not have to like somebody go to grab your waist and you're like, whack, 
batting their hand out of the way or, you know, them putting their hand on the side of your waist, even fully clothed, you're just like, you know, back yeah. off, you know, you know what it's like. I used to call it my chub nubs. I'm like, don't touch my chub nubs. Like, just please don't like stay out of that area. Um, but then cut to weight loss surgery. And um, so it was July, end of July, right? And September I was, I had a trip to Vegas planned with a girlfriend of mine who also had weight loss surgery in May of the same year. Oh, okay. So she's like, you know what? Let's treat ourselves to a Vegas trip. We're both going to have these surgeries. Let's just go the two of us, no pressure. Cause we're going to have the same eating habits, same everything. And she, when we were there, she's like, Hey, guess what? I'm on Tinder. And I was like, what? I was like, you're on Tinder. And she's like, yeah, you should get on it. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not ready for that. And she's like, no, come on. It'll be fun. We're in Vegas. Like you're never going to see these people anymore. Let's just do it. So I was like, okay. So, you know, took a couple cute pictures the first day in Vegas. And I was like, okay, let's make my Tinder profile. So we make it, I say a couple things. And like within 24 hours, I had over a thousand likes, which floored me. I was like, is this normal? And she's like, no, but she's oh. in Vegas. Right. And I go, <laughs> Holy and she's like, but we are in Vegas. Like people come here, Sin City. That's true. Probably want a booty call, probably want to wait away from their wife. You know, I was like, oh, this is so weird. So, you know, you match with a couple people and it's like, oh, okay. What is this all about? Like kind of scary, you know, talk to a few guys and they just vanish and disappear. And it's like, okay, this is weird. And I was like, and it kind of felt like trying to date again when I was fat, like you just, but instead you have this app and you have all this variety and they also have the app. So they are looking for the next best thing. So I don't know if you got, you guys probably know how it works, right? You, yeah. you like somebody, they like you, you match, you talk, right? Okay. So I had matched with a few people and I was really excited. I was like, oh, here I go. Here I am dating. And then it was like 24 hours later, they're gone. They just disappear. And it's like, oh, and I was taking it personal. I was like, maybe my picture wasn't cute enough. Oh, you know, maybe I'm you know, this or that. And I had to be explained like, no, this is dating. Like this is dating now. So this is not only dating now, it's dating now, you know, at this point, like 45 pounds lighter. Um, and so we got back from Vegas. I decided to keep the app up, try to get rid of the thousand people on there that I'm never going to probably hear from or see in my, my area. Um, and I started, I got on Tinder here in Seattle and I met somebody and we started hanging out and he was from Virginia really nice guy. And what was interesting is when you have weight loss surgery, you can't go on a normal date and go to dinner and have a drink. And cause I don't know about you guys, but I was drunk after half a glass of wine. Right. Oh, so still this, yes. Yeah. Last thing I need to do is meet a stranger, have a half a glass of wine and I'm wasted. Right. So right. you think about that. And then you think about when you go to eat, what do you say? What do you say to somebody when you're about to have a meal? you know, can I just have a bite? Cause that's all I can have, you know, or, you know, can you put it all into go box? Cause I'm going to eat a sliver of it and yeah. we're done. <laughs> so I decided to be open with anybody I was dating. Hey, just so you know, I had weight loss surgery and they're like, Oh, and they're like, so I explained like with this particular gentleman, I would tell him, you know, I had weight loss surgery. This is where I'm at. I'm uncomfortable with my body right now, but I'm losing weight and I can't eat a whole lot. I just wanted to be, you know, throw that out there. And I would actually follow it up with, and if it weirds you out, I get it. I totally understand. Cause if it does weird you out, you're not the guy for me. Right. Like 
it's, it's one of those things. And, you know, we dated for about a month and he actually moved back to Virginia, but that was probably to start out dating after weight loss surgery and meet somebody. It was probably one of the best experiences because he didn't make me feel bad about it. He said, I like the way you look probably had the best month ever, you know, going on some of the greatest dates because he knew that we couldn't just go to dinner. He made an effort to make, do other things for us. Like let's go to the museum or let's do this. Let's hit up Seattle, you know? So I have to say that was nice. Yeah. yeah. Great experience. Um, but not so great after that. I don't know. Okay. Are we PG on this? Not necessarily. Okay. I, I mean, I won't drop the F bomb, but <laughs> what? We have. We have. It's okay. <laughs> um, but as you know, as I continue to date, you're judged by your photo. That's what these apps are, right? So as I lost weight, I would change my photos. So I made sure to look the way I looked. I will rewind for a second. When I was dating this guy, it was about the month of October and it was roughly three months after surgery. So that's when my hair started to fall out. Oh. And so one time when we were in bed, I left the next morning and it was like, he said, it looked like Chewbacca had been in his bed because my hair was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it was like, and right before that, I'd gone to Mexico and I was like, you guys, I think I'm good. You know, with my other friend who had the weight loss surgery and her hair is falling out in Mexico. And I'm like, I think I'm good. Mine's not going to fall out. Like we're good. Oh, you, yeah. doomed, you doomed yourself. I doomed myself because it was like coming out left and right. And it was all over the sheets and everywhere. And there was hair. And so I'm like, oh yeah. So one of the side effects of weight loss surgery is I'm going to lose my hair. And he goes like bald. And I was like, no, but it is going to get thin as, as you know. Right. So I had to be open about that. So really you have to, you have to choose on whether or not how honest you want to be with the person that you're dating because it could either make or break it. Right. Like yeah. if somebody's sitting there grabbing your hair or playing with it and it's falling out in their hands, they're probably want an explanation. And what, what are you going to say? Like yeah. it just happens. Like I rather have been honest and been like, it's part of weight loss surgery. Right. Um, so very interesting. Well, and I remember too, in the conversation that you and I had that was just so enlightening is I remember you just being so frustrated because you were saying like, you know, I'm kind of like screwed either way here. Yeah. Because if I don't say, to, if, if I don't tell the person that I'm dating that I've had weight loss surgery and I eat a very small meal and I, and I choose to not drink an alcoholic beverage, then all of a sudden I get bombarded with, well, oh, so are you sober because you have a drinking problem? Right. Or do you have an eating disorder? Or, you know, what's wrong with you? Because you're eating and drinking so little. So, you right. So now I'm being judged because of what I'm choosing or, you know, just what I'm choosing or what I physically am not able to do. Yeah. If I do tell somebody, well, I've had weight loss surgery, so this is why I'm eating so little, then all of a sudden the conversation can shift to, well, do you have a problem with food? Or are you going to get fat again? Or right. like, all of these, like really equally awful questions. Yeah. So you're really stuck between this rock and a hard place because no matter what you say, there's a potential, you're exposing yourself for a potential of a really bad reaction. And, and just based on our conversations, you really dated, you, you really had kind of experiences in, in all of these yeah. levels. And no matter what ends up happening, you're pretty much left with feeling like shit. Yeah. Well, and I did, I think the guy that you're like, I dated a guy and it was like our third date and he wanted to make dinner for me. And so he made, you know, his exciting dinner. He was so excited about, and I had like two bites yeah. and I was like, Hey, can I get a container so I can eat it at work tomorrow? And he's like, you don't have to be polite. And I was like, what? And he goes, 
you don't have to be polite. And I was like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. And I was like, no, it's, it's not that I don't like it. And he's like, okay, whatever. And he kind of rolled his eyes and he was already, he's kind of a smart ass anyway. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to tell you something and it might weird you out. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell it to you right now. And I go, so I had weight loss surgery in July and he's just looking at me like this. I was like, so throw it out there. And he goes, I go, if you have a problem with it, you want to ask me questions. If you, if, if you're not into this because of that, like, I get it. Like it is. And he goes, no, he's like, but I am going to eat the rest of the garlic bread. Is that going to be okay? <laughs> I was like, yep. Yep. Totally fine. Like, but I'm glad that I told him. Cause like you said, I don't want to offend anybody. Yes. But at the same time, it's like, I, ha I, I can't explain it any other way. It's just like, Oh, I'm trying to eat healthy. Well, yeah, I am. But I also can't, I'll throw up all over your counter if I take any more bites of this and it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. No, you know, and, and it's, and it's frustrating because like you said, it's, it's hard. You don't win either way. And you know, I dated a guy, I, it sounds like I've dated a lot, but I've dated a lot in the last two years. Like I've really thrown myself out there and April was kind of my therapist there for a while. Cause I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I, what do I say? And, and one particular guy that I actually thought was like it, like I thought he was the one. And I told him right off the bat about my weight loss surgery. I just wanted to be honest. And he never seemed to have a problem with it. And, you know, we dated for about three months and then he, I guess, quote unquote disappeared. And then he came back into my life about two months later, you know, he was dealing with his own issues and things were growing great. And I remember him asking, so this was a year after my surgery and we were having a phone conversation and he started asking me how much I used to weigh. And I was like, how much do I used to weigh? I was like, why do you want to know? And he goes, well, I'm just curious. And I was like, well, you know, and I told him and he's like, oh, I was only like 10 pounds heavier. And I was like, oh, yay, we're almost the same weight. Thanks for making me feel good, you know? Said kinda no like, woman ever. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was like kind of wondering where he was going with this. And he started asking me questions. And I go, are you afraid that I'm going to gain the weight back? And he's like, no. And I was like, why are you asking me? And he's like, well, I was just wondering. And then he didn't, I guess I never told him, but he never really asked when I had the weight loss surgery. And in this conversation, he asked when I had it. And I go, I had it a year ago. And he goes, what? I go, I had it about a year ago. And he goes, I thought you had this like five years ago. I go, no, I had it about a year ago. And I go, you're afraid I'm going to gain the weight back, aren't you? And he's like, no, 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 that's not it. And I was just like, okay, but if you're afraid, like you need to tell me. Right, right. But so, that's the only reason why you would be asking that question. Right. Right. And the only reason. Lo and behold, that is the last conversation we ever had on the phone. And we texted for about two, um, two months after that. And every time I'd ask if we wanted, he wanted to hang out, it was an excuse. It was an excuse. And I was just like, and I sent him a text. It was probably like three weeks after that conversation. I was like, Hey, I can't help but wonder, are you not wanting to hang out with me anymore or see me? Because the last conversation we had was about my weight and you're afraid that I'm going to gain it back. And he said, no, that's not it. I've just been busy. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, not yeah. for that long. You're not busy. I don't care no. what you've got going no. on. No. And that's what was sucked is like, you're already self-conscious about your body. You've already quote unquote been fat almost your whole life. Then you throw yourself out in this dating pool and you're feeling good because you're down, you know, however many pounds, like I lost a total of a hundred pounds and I've teetered about eight pounds since. Right. 
and you're feeling good. And then you have somebody actually like worried that you're going to gain the weight back. And I'm worried I'm going to gain the weight back. You know, they say within that first five years, that's a make or breaker for somebody. Yes. And I'm thinking a year into this, why do I want to date? Do I need to wait until after the five year mark to date at this point to make sure? And I remember when you and I had that conversation, I just, I, you know, it just makes my heart break because I'm, I'm so fortunate. I worked hard to find my husband and, and to, and to be in the relationship that I'm in. But just hearing your stories makes me so thankful that I am, I am where I am in my relationship because yeah. Yeah. I met Grady at a very high weight and my relationship was based on who I am as a person. While what we physically look like, I'm never going to judge or be mad at anybody for, for being honest about, you have to be physically attracted to somebody to be in a relationship. You just, Absolutely. it is, it's a, it's a big part of it. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I was drawn to Grady and Grady was drawn to me and, and we got married and, and that physical attraction was there regardless of what my size was. I think he would be honest in saying he's more attracted to me physically now because of how I look and I can't. I'm not mad at him and I've never, that, that's not a bad thing. It just is what it is. Right. But to hear you talk about this, this thing that's already very personal and this thing that you are already very proud that you have done and gone through and you're finally getting to the point where you, you physically look like what you always thought you looked right. Right. So you're trying to rectify that. And then you throw on top of it, all of this other stuff. And when you told me, you're like, I think I'm just going to be done dating until, until whenever. And it's like, but there are, there's so many wonderful things that come with, with being in or having a relationship, having that significant other. And I see Jason nodding. I mean, Jason's a father. He's a grandfather. He knows yeah. the joys that can come with, with relationships. So it just breaks my heart to know that, that there is somebody out there who's, who's adding to, to my life, uh, just as Jason's wife is adding to his life. And, and we want nothing but that for everybody who also wants to seek that. Yeah. At the same time, then you hear these stories that, that you're sharing and it's just like, what the fuck? You know, like, yeah. this is ridiculous. This yeah. is ridiculous that this is how important and ingrained and like put on a pedestal what, not only what we look like, but what we weigh, that number. And it is so trivial to really the things that matter most in a relationship, yet it's the very first and top thing that, that's a part of a relationship. And even with the gentleman that you were dating for months, yeah. It's still the biggest issue yeah. after months. Well, and it just makes me realize like, man, when I was fat, you wouldn't have given me the time of day. Yeah. You wouldn't even looked at me. And it's like, you have your own struggles in weight and whatever else. And it's just like, you're really not going to give me the time of day or you're so worried. You can't even be honest with me that you're worried about that. Like you should be honest with me. It's a worry that I have every day. Like I don't want to gain the way back. I don't want to go back to what I was before. And so adding that layer on top of it is just like, okay, you know, and, and, and it's interesting because there are guys that I have told that have been great, fantastic, so supportive. And, and I, it, and honestly, like the reaction is like, great. And then there's ones like that, that are just, you know, not so kind about it. And then they just disappear. Okay. And it's like, what did I do to you? Like, you couldn't have just had an honest conversation with me. Yeah. And, and, and it's hard. It, it definitely discourages you from wanting to date. And now I'm going into a whole nother thing, you know, with, with the skin removal, it's like, now I'm like, okay, I'm at my sort of ideal weight, you know, like I said, give a few pounds here or there. And, and 
it's like, oh, I was so worried about somebody touching me when I was overweight. Try having hanging skin. Try having all this skin that you now have to push into your jeans or, you know, wear like a body slimmer just to hold it in. Not because you want to look thinner. It's just because it's so uncomfortable. And I'm dealing with that now. And it's like, okay, I have, I've been dating knowing that this skin's here and, you know, I've been intimate with guys and it's there. And it's like the last guy that I was intimate with, I ended up smacking him in the face by accident because he just wanted to put his arm around me. And I automatically reacted and went whack. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like it just, it's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to go through that. I don't want to like feel like like you can't touch me or, you know, that I'm so self-conscious about it right now. So it, it'll definitely be interesting to see if my mentality changes and if my confidence goes up with the skin removal, or is it just my own issues that I've had forever and I'm never going to get over it, you know? So it'll be interesting. Well, it's, it, it's interesting that you put it that way with the layers, because this is a, an extremely heavily layered situation because Dating is, in itself is hard to put yourself out there in such a vulnerable way to open yourself up, en up enough for pe to let people in to try to get to know you on any level anyway. So then you take that on top of layering it with the fact of how your mind takes you back to what you used to look like, even though you know you look different you still kind of operate in this hybrid mind state of, I kind of look a little different, but in my mind, like my mind's eye, I'm still right. big. And so you couple that on top of the fact that you are small, you have the skin, you have like, there's so many layers to it on just, just off the top to have somebody react in that sort of way where they'll just, you know, approach you with these questions like you like you got luckily you got to the bottom of it fast enough you knew he was worried about your weight coming back yeah. or that that's being an issue like I 100% understand how you were ready to just give up on the dating thing altogether oh, yeah. because who the hell wants to go through that one time in their life let alone however many times until you find the right person who's going to not care about even the, you know, the weight loss, the hanging skin, whether it comes back, how you look like that, all those things should be foregone conclusions and should be trivial. However, unfortunately they're not. Yeah. So I, I fully understand. I, I get it hundred percent. Like April said, I, I couldn't be more thankful the fact that I don't have to mess with it and I, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> dude, I, I joked with my wife the other day because my son is about to turn 18 in August. And I told him, I said, now you got to step your game up because if I bounce, it's free. Like, I can roll out for free now. And then I started laughing. And she goes, yeah, you go ahead and try to date today. And I was like, I'm just playing. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want no part of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I've had a lot of fun. Like, I can't say it hasn't been fun, but you know, rejection is part of life and re you get rejected and now it's like, okay, I lost weight. And yet, you know, this guy or guys, you know, aren't calling me back or, you know, did we just not click? Is it because of my skin? Like, oh my gosh, d did they just get grossed out? You know, you think about those things. So it's like, maybe you just weren't compatible, but when you have body image and body dysmorphia and stuff, you still you still think it's because of the way you look. Yeah, and compatibility will always be the last thing. They can, like, just simply, yeah. it could just be A or B. Like, you'll always, always go back to the weight first. It'll always yeah. be the weight, the skin, the whatever, you know. It'll always be something with yourself that you will jump to before you just say, maybe that guy was an asshole. 
or yeah. maybe it just wasn't for me, or maybe this or that. But yeah, it's and, and sadly enough, like you said, the rejection portion of it always feeds in because that's as bigger people, that's just what we get used to mm-hmm. a certain level of rejection in our life. And just like the surgery doesn't fix the mentality of how you think about food on its own, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of your mental issues and struggles that we have from being heavy and the things that we've played into our lives that those don't get fixed with the surgery. It's, it's, it's crazy. And it's what I used to say to April, it's a mind fuck. (laughs) No, it is. It is. It is. And, and it sucks, but you have to know that going into it, going into the surgery, going into dating after the surgery, doing anything, it's going to mess with you. And, and Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to own it and recognize it and like work through it. Otherwise, I mean, if I didn't, I would go crazy. You know, I, I might as well just move away to the middle of nowhere and not be social with anybody <laughs> at right. this point. But, you know, d- dating is hard and it's not, I don't think it's going to be any easier after the skin removal, even though I hope that it is. I don't, I don't think it will be, you know, I think it's just going to be another, like you said, another layer added to it, another complication. And, and we talked about like explaining the scars, you know, what do you do? What do you do with that? It's like, but thank goodness, I think with technology today, I've been watching some of these people that have are having the same procedure because I'm having the full 360 um, body oh, lift. Okay. Best option for me just with the amount of weight that I lost. And I've watched some people four months, six months, eight months out of surgery, and it's a very small scar, you know? Very, very and small. Very small. So I'm just like, okay, it's not going to be as noticeable as I thought. Way less noticeable than all this skin hanging down, right? <laughs> No, and that's 100%. I've got a, there's a a woman that's local here that's in the, one of the bariatric support groups that my surgery center has. And I've watched her go from pre-surgery to surgery to three years removed now. Now she's already been through all her tucks and lifts and her, all her plastics are done. Like she's completely finished and you, you would never know. Yeah. You just, you just wouldn't know. Like she rocks bikinis without an issue, no cover-ups, no any of that. She goes out and just, uh, I mean, lives just the fullest life she can live and, and has no issue with it. Now, men, you know, mentally wise, you don't know what all is going on in there because yeah. that's not part of what she posts about. But just keeping up with the progress and how things are going, yeah, you would, you would never know. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Veronica, where, where kind of have you landed? So, have you, have you just paused on dating at the moment? Where? So, let's talk about this. Um, dating during quarantine is not easy. Let's talk ah. about that. Yeah. So, um, exactly. So I think everything happens for a reason. So my skin removal surgery was set for March 20th and I got the phone call 12 hours before my procedure that, cause our governor decided to take away all elective surgery. So my surgery was on a Friday. Uh, They called me Thursday night at 7 PM. He couldn't have just let me get through the weekend. Like I just (laughs) needed to get through the weekend. And, and so they give me the call, you know, I have my mini breakdown can't do anything about it, but you get to be sad. You get to be sad, emotional. Um, and that day after, that I was supposed to have the surgery, I actually went golfing by myself. And I had posted a few pictures of me golfing. And a guy on Facebook that we have mutual friends reached out to me. He's like, hey, if you ever want to go golfing with somebody, you know, I'll be your golfing buddy. And I'm like, great. So we've been talking. We've hung out a couple times. Um, you know, I don't know where it's going to go because we haven't been really able to hang out a whole lot. Um, but definitely weight loss surgery. And then you had a quarantine and everything else to it. 
Um, it, it's been challenging, but I mean, I still will date, but I decided not to get on any dating apps until after the skin removal surgery. Um, I just, another mental mind fuck that I don't need to add to this to be like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to be out for two months because I have to do X, Y, and Z. So I just decided to not do that. And with guys that I have dated, cause I've had this procedure booked since December. Um, I've told them like, I'm having this procedure done. I'm having a tummy tuck. I lost this weight and just not happy with my body. And I can tell you the three guys that I've told about it have been nothing but supportive. Like, that's awesome. Do what makes you happy. I think that's great. You know, let me know how it goes type thing. So, oh, okay. Super supportive. Like one told me how he watched botched all the time. I was like, well, we don't want to go in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, thanks for putting that in my head. I appreciate it. Yeah. But dating on hold, talking to somebody currently. And I mean, he's a nice guy, so we'll see where it goes, but uh, definitely not getting on any dating apps till, till I'm, fully 100% like comfortable in my own skin to say. Okay. In my new skin. I don't know. <laughs> in your modified skin. In my modified skin. Yeah. So when, how are you, or are you even doing anything to prepare yourself for dating once you've healed from skin removal? Or are you just really taking a step back and just saying, I'm not going to think about it because I'm not living there in that space yet. So I'll just deal with it when I get there. So I decided to not, I, I want to say like old fashioned dating, but I've said to myself, I don't want to get on any dating apps at all anymore. Um, I, my experience was great and I met a lot of great people, but on the flip side, I can't tell you how many dick pics I got, how many perverts I got, how many times I was asked to meet a husband and wife for rendezvous. Like it was just too much. It was just like, haha, it, you know, it was funny at first, but then it got kind of, it, it was, it was like, really, I'm, I'm now 43. Is this really what it's, what I'm doing? And you start to realize that these people on these apps, it's just, when I started getting on them almost two years ago, I see the same guys still on there. And there's a reason they're still on there because I don't really think they're looking for relationships. I don't, as much as they say they are, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. And so I'm going to try to do it differently after the surgery. I, I definitely want to stay away from the apps. Like I said, there's a lot of great people, but it just wasn't my jam. And I, I just don't think I want to go back to that. Okay. So for people, for people who are, I guess, are struggling with dating either before or after weight loss surgery, mm -hmm. uh, the question that, it, that, that there's two questions that are always almost embedded in, in their actual like sentence, but it's, it's, it's very much tied to, well, how do I date when my confidence is low? So this dating and confidence always goes hand in hand. And, and I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I think it's important to let people know that in every other aspect of your life, you are, you are very outgoing, right? You're very bubbly. You're very vivacious, loud, not in a mean way, but you know what I mean? You're just, yeah. right. And Jason and I often talk about this. I think I don't know if it was because of our size that we felt that we had to compensate by having over the top personalities and experiences. I don't know if that's just who we are naturally. Maybe it's a combination of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but people often ask me, well, you know, well, how do I, how do I build my confidence? I don't know how to answer that because it's just something natural that I think comes to us. But if you did have to reflect on that question, if people were struggling with dating and they were struggling with their confidence or with, you know, building their confidence, is there anything that you, there needs 
suggestions or pieces of advice that you could give to somebody who kind of had those two questions combined? I think, I think trying to explore why aren't you confident? What is, what is causing you not to be confident? Is it, is it because you're, you're, you don't like the way you look or is it the, you know, the, the circle of friends that you're surrounding yourself with? I think that you have to look into what's actually not making you confident. And for me, I wasn't confident because, you know, even after the weight loss surgery, it was, it, I struggled with clothes, right? I struggled with, you know, um, j just even like for people that are, if you do lose your hair, that was a huge, like I hid behind my hair. I had the best hair. I had the best, fullest, longest, most beautiful. I called it Kardashian hair, right? Like, Oh, it's epic. I mean, it still is epic. But <laughs> yeah, your your pre-weight loss surgery was like, I, I whole Instagram just for that hair, right? And I hid behind that hair, right? Like, and I feel like when people aren't confident, they're hiding behind something. Like, what is it that you're hiding behind? And, you know, for me, as the surgery went on, I started to lose so much hair. I started to like, oh my gosh, I lost all the surgery, but I look horrible and, and this and that. And I finally had to make the decision. It was like, I, it's time to cut my hair. And it was that little thing. Cutting my hair gave me like all the confidence in the world after that. As much as I didn't like having that short of hair at the time, the compliments that came behind it, like people like, oh my gosh, it looks so good. And, and I think it's just finding what is it that isn't pushing you over that edge. that isn't like giving you that spark or what I like to say is like, what's not filling your cup because whatever's not filling your cup is causing that to happen. And, and it's going to take time. Like you guys both know, it takes time to get through this and, and you have to start thinking about you and what's best for yourself and not worry about everybody else. And so, I mean, it's kind of the same thing in life, but I mean, you just got to find what, what makes you happy. And I think what makes you happy causes confidence. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it makes full sense to me. I laughed because I told April in some of the previous episodes that now that I'm, now that I'm losing weight, I'm going to lose a lot of my material because I, I was always one of the first people that would call attention to my weight and how, yeah. you know, big I was this and that talk about it. And like she was mentioning about just being outgoing and over the top and just loud vivacious and just kind of that's that's just kind of how I've always carried myself as well and the confidence question really kind of bugged me out too just for the fact that I don't really think of it that way because I'm not a confident person I, I as far as that kind of stuff goes like I quit going to the mall years ago because I get looked at like an escaped zoo animal that people are looking for the rest of the people to go capture back because like, how did they let this dude loose? Because I do, people don't look like I look, I'm just, I'm a large human and pretty much every, the, the biggest human in most every room I go into. And so for that, as, as far as that goes for me, I've never been comfortable. I mean, I've had to get comfortable being that way, but if it's a situation I can remove myself from so that I don't have to worry about being comfortable in that way, I, I will remove myself from it. So I, I struggle with the same question about the confidence side of it for, for myself as well, because I just don't feel like I am that way. Well, it's interesting too, and I think I shared this with you, April. Like, there's three things I was scared of going into the surgery. Um, number one, I was going to die. Number two, I wasn't going to be funny anymore. And number three, I was going to look old. Like, those were the three things that I was worried about. And everybody's like, oh. seriously? I was like, yeah. Like, hey, the old thing is real. Yeah. 100%. I pride myself on being funny. I love being funny. Like, I think I'm hysterical at times. And it's like, oh my gosh, am I going to lose all this weight and not be funny? Like, and it's not like the jabs are making fun of myself. It just, I was so worried about that. Like, right. that I was, I was going to lose my personality. 
but the looking old part is a hundred percent real. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at that and I've seen people and I was like, um, no. I was like, no. I'll I'll eat back some weight before I end up looking like that because, yeah, I, I've seen some people that straight up go in looking normal and come out looking like the crypt keeper, and I'm like, oh no, no, yeah, no dehydrated yeah. skin for me. Yeah, I was afraid like all the fat would be out of my face uh-huh. and the wrinkles would come through. Like yes. I was so worried about all, that. Yeah eyes cheekbones all this area and the eyes start sinking in and you're like "Uh oh there they go like fading out but those are that is our brain trying to talk us out of changing because our brain knows we we really do know what it's going to take to live life as a thin person yeah consciously and your brain your addiction is going to do everything it possibly can do to to talk you out of that because what you continue to do is comfortable. So our brain really does identify what, what we are almost most proud about of ourselves and then it uses it as a weapon against us, right? And for me, it was absolutely, well, I'm not gonna be funny anymore. This is yeah. gonna alter who I am as a person and I don't wanna do that. So I'm just not going to do what I know is actually best for me because this is gonna fundamentally alter me. Yeah. And now that we've all been through it, we know that's absolute bullshit. It's not true at all. No. And we get mad at ourselves and we say, like, well, why didn't I do this sooner? Well, that's, you know, that's negative self-talk and that, that doesn't help at that all. That doesn't help anything, right? Mm-hmm. And the one thing I always recommend, and I'm going to show you guys, I, and I think April, I told you this too, is have a before and after picture. Like, keep those on your phone as something to look back to, A, to be proud of where you've come, right? Like, how far you've come, what you've done, and to remind yourself of, like, oh, I used to look like that. And this is one that I always like to show. Oh, wow. Like, and, and wow. yeah, which I always tell you, like, Veronica, I never, I saw, I mean, I think I know you, I knew you when that picture was taken and I didn't see that you look like that. But then when you see the side by side, you're like, well, I guess there's no denying it. That is, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, And I always try to keep a full body one too. Yes. So I'm in the middle and both of those. And it's like, and wow. the other two girls are the, we we all went to the weight loss surgery um, nutrition class together to like support each other and I, I keep sending them pictures I'm like look at us like we need to retake that photo at the weight loss surgery center like now oh, like, yes. just yes. to do it and just see how long and that's that's one thing that will actually I think help with people's confidence is to have those constant reminders of like you may not be confident now but look at you then and you were confident then like what do you have to be ashamed of right now like you got this you look a hundred times better you feel good you're healthy you're gonna live a long time like what's not to love about that yes right well and a lot of what april and i have found out and we've talked about in, in a few of the other episodes is, is strictly mental you're it's a it's a hard road to navigate because mentally you see yourself one way physically you know you you know that the physical changes are there because you see the before and after picture mm-hmm. but mentally you just haven't caught up so, no. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that the work to, to put in the work to get there mentally is so worth it. However, it's harder than the decision to have the surgery itself. Yeah, I agree. In a lot of cases. And Veronica always told me, I would call her, oh my God, some days it was, some weeks it was like every day. I she would constantly tell me the hardest part of this is before surgery. Yeah now and it's so true i mean really the 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 fear just grows the closer that you get to your surgery and then once you recover and you kind of get out of it 
you really do for me it, it absolutely rung rung true oh my god that really was yeah. the hardest part and now things are hard things are different and especially i mean veronica in your you know in your personal experiences dating has just been you know i think much difficult than even you know you anticipated and it blows my mind in every conversation that you and i have about it but it's still not as difficult as life before surgery exactly yeah. it's just not yeah. and 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 i think to to know that if you just focus on what you what is truly you and what is awesome about you and what you do well helps grow your confidence mm -hmm. nobody is perfect and nobody's great at everything but if you just focus on here's what i do well or here's what i'm very what i'm proud about and you move forward with that as your lens it's going to help you deflect the the comments that come that highlight well what i'm not good at because I think the more, the more clear that we can get in who we are and what we stand for and what our values and what our beliefs are, if we grow in that, then this other stuff that's going to come, you know, come at us just doesn't, doesn't matter as much. Yeah. Um, but man, it's, it's hard to do. It's not easy, yeah. but it's, it's worth well, like it. Well, you, like you said, I mean, the hardest part is beforehand because once you do it, there's no turning back. They're not going to put your stomach back in. You're no. going to have to do the work now. And, yeah. and now right. for me, it's a different kind of hard. Like, I'm back to, okay, this was a tool to get me down to the weight that I wanted to be at. And guess what? I have to do the work now. I actually have to do the work as if I never had to do this surgery. I have to do the work of like, I'm a 43 year old woman who doesn't want to gain weight and I need to make better choices. And you can, you know, you can eat a little bit and you're like, oh, I'll just have a little bit of this burger and that's great. But a little bit of this burger, you know, every day for a month, guess what? You've gained, you know, a couple pounds and that is something I don't think they tell you, right? Like they don't tell you that it's, yeah, you're not going to be able to eat much. Oh, it's like, okay, I'm not going to be able to eat much, but what am I, what choices am I making? And now it's like, okay, I actually have to work even harder at this. So it was hard before, but now my stomach's a little bigger and now I'm going to have to work twice as hard to not gain the weight. So it's, it's definitely interesting. They don't tell you that. <laughs> no, no, they, they don't tell you that, which is why Jason and I needed we, we felt the need to do this, to create East to West weight loss surgery. We named it, I don't know if I told you this, Veronica, Jason lives in Florida, and of course I'm here in Washington, so that was I why. I figured we, it was East to West like that, but yeah. I didn't know that he lived in Florida. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, but but we just, you know, the, 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 the binder that we got is great. It's great clinical information, but it absolutely does not address where the bulk of the work is, and that is in these types of conversations. And if people don't know that this exists, they get to that, oh shit stage and they fall back on their old habits on their old ways and then they regain the weight right i mean two years after surgery you have a 50 percent chance of regaining your weight 50 mm percent -hmm. yeah. and how we don't is understanding all of these little nuanced things that come up that that we're unprepared for yeah and, you know we just have to work together as a community to prepare everybody for it and to arm people with the tools that they need on top of the weight loss surgery tool, mm -hmm. right? Because like you said, you get to the point where you're healed and then you go, oh my God, this is what the work is. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, 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 that tool gives you this huge chunk of time to make a clean break from food and to step away from it and to be able to look at it from a different perspective. Uh, but if you don't then use that time as a tool against what's coming, it's, you're just not going to be successful. You're no, you're not. And it, and it, and it sucks. It sucks when you gain that, like, like I said, I gained about eight pounds and it's not about the eight pounds. It's about what did I just do to myself? Like you were blessed to have insurance cover it. 
you got down and then don't fuck it up. Like, I mean, excuse my mouth. Sorry. But like, that's no, what I don't want to do is I don't, I don't want to fuck it up. Like, I don't want to go back to that. And that's why I love pictures on my phone. They're a constant reminder of where I don't want to be. I was not a bad person then. I was a great human being. I'm still a great human being, but now I'm a healthier one. And I don't want to mess that up. Right. Well, and April and I had talked about that before. Like for me, I had told her, like, it got scary for me once the puree stage was over and I could go back to solid foods again. Mm-hmm. All that shit reset for me because I was like, oh, damn, now what? Like, yeah. and then you go to the binder and the binder's like, yeah, just uh, don't do bad stuff. I was like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. Um, yeah, but I, now I have the whole world in front of me going, uh, yeah, what do you want to eat? And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I can eat. I know, yeah. I know how much of it I can eat, but I don't know, I don't know what I can eat. Like, <laughs> yeah. you you get to a point where you start doing things you think are going to be okay, but they turn out to not be as healthy as you thought they were. And like you said, you get a little pound or two here, or some ounces here, and you freak the hell out. You go into panic mode. You're like, well, I'm just going to go back on all liquids. So you know, it was easy then. Like, yeah, okay. exactly. The liquid diet we all go back to. Yep. You know, <laughs> I, I made the conscious decision to, I hired a, a nutritionist that I start with wow. actually today. And I've seen her work with others. And, you know, my questions I had for her, have you worked with people that have weight loss surgery? You know, have you worked with people that have body dysmorphia or, you know, people that are actually like struggling and, you know, and she has, and that was great to hear because I can't eat the way most people can eat. It's smaller portions. Granted, it's more than I could when I first had the surgery, which is scary because I find myself at times shoveling food and some days I can eat more than others. I'm like, what just happened? Like, no, oh no, you know? And, and I was like, you know what? I just, before this um, uh, surgery happens with the skin removal, I was like, I want to mentally get back on track. So after this, I can reset and, and be okay. And so that's why I decided to hire her for the next, you know, three months and potentially longer is to get me to where I need to be and where I come out of this next surgery, like feeling good about my choices, feeling good about everything. Cause I don't know about you guys, but you, you know, you had your fr- skinny friends that have the flat stomach and they eat like a burger and they're like, Oh, look, I have a burger baby. I don't know what that feels like. And I'm hoping that after the surgery, I will know what that feels like and not want to do it. Like, Oh, now I get it. Like I have a baby from a burger. Okay. <laughs> No, I mean, that, that, that makes total sense because that, I mean, you, you go through all the situation to have the, you know, the, the surgery we had is one thing, but like we said, the, the whole plastics portion is a whole separate situation. And the last thing you want to do is not only stretch your pouch out, but also to stretch your new, your newly flattened yeah. stomach back out again and then have to deal with that all over again. So yeah. no, the, the, it's definitely understandable when it comes to, the the apprehension from that so doing the mental work is really i think going to help help a lot with that because 90 percent of this whole battle is is mental and the the more prepared you can be for it the better off you'll be yeah i agree well v i can't thank you enough for being open and honest about your adventures in dating land (laughs) no thank you guys this was awesome i had the best time yeah, I well, I knew that I knew that this conversation would would be fun, and I knew that it would benefit a lot of people because it's a question that we get we get all the time. So uh, 
I hope you know that we probably absolutely will be reaching out to you again. We would love to touch base about, you know, what, what your skin surgery process was like, how your healing went and all that kind of good stuff. And then absolutely, I'd love to continue to touch base about dating. This is just a question that a lot of people have. And it's a, it's something that Jason and I really can't speak to because we're just in a different place, but thank goodness for, for friends like you who, who are willing to be open and honest about, about your experience. Anytime. I, honestly, guys, this was such a pleasure and you guys are doing great things and this is amazing. So anytime you want me back and I'm sure I have more dating stories and oh, yes. things to share. So. <laughs> Thank you. We, we appreciate that. Like we, I mean, is this one of the things April and I have said since we started this, we're not experts on any of this by any stretch of the imagination. We're just lucky enough to have experts in the fold that we can bring in anytime we have questions that we don't know the answers to. So That's today awesome. you filled that, you filled that role fantastically today and we, we really appreciate it. Well, thank you guys for doing this. This is awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Amazing. So we're, we're, we're going to start ending our podcast with an added value section. Some of you guys know, I listen to the minimalists. I absolutely love them and, and what they do and, and their messaging. And they always have an added value section at the end of their, at the end of their podcast. Uh, so Jason and I are going to start uh, adding that in. So these are things that are adding value to our life. So it could be our personal life. It could be our weight loss surgery journey. It could be, uh, it could be anything basically. So if you think of something, Veronica, I'm going to share what our added value is. And then if you have that, that thing, we can add that in. Uh, but this week, Jason and I want to share, uh, we, we've become aware of a foundation. It's called the Loveland Foundation. Uh, you guys know I'm a huge champion of therapy. I've been in therapy for 20 years. I think it saved my life multiple times. I've, I've been seeing a bariatric therapist. She's been huge in helping me throughout before surgery and then after surgery and throughout recovery. Uh, so therapy is something that I think everybody should just have as part of like their, their, their well-being, right? Like you go to the gym, you see a therapist. Uh, so the Loveland Foundation is a national organization that provides free therapy to women and girls of color. Uh, and I just want to be able to share that with, with all of our listeners to know that these type of um, foundations exist. These type of, this type of help is out there for people. Uh, I, I just discovered it. I've done some research on it. And I, I absolutely love them. So you guys know I see my therapist often. So what I'm going to start doing is matching my copay. So my, I have a $25 copay every time I see my therapist. I'm also going to donate $25 to the Loveland Foundation every time uh, I see a therapist. And the cool thing about this foundation is that uh, they partner with national organizations. So no matter where you live in the United States, you can access either a therapist in person or via telehealth. Just a super, super cool um, a cool concept. Uh, so you can visit them at www.thelovelandfoundation.org. We'll also uh, link it in our show notes if you're interested in learning about more or if you would like to join me and us in, in donating to this amazing cause. So that is what is definitely adding value to, to our life uh, this week. Veronica, is there anything that's adding value to your life? You know, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a space or an app called Headspace. Um, so right now, so with Starbucks, Headspace was offered to all of our um, partners, were employees called partners, and Headspace just launched for anybody that's been laid off during this COVID-19 um, free access to Headspace, which I think is amazing. And I'm not sure how much Headspace is a month, but it's kind of a meditation app, a relaxation app, and I know a few dozen people that use it on a daily basis just to kind of cope with the days or, you know, get through stuff. And so I highly recommend it. Um, when you type in Headspace, it's like an orange dot, the app. 
Um, but like I said, they're right now they're offering um, free app access to anybody that's lost their job during this time. So I think mental health is important. And this is just something little that if you can't afford to go do other things, like this is just something little to help you get through. I have a lot of friends that use it to go to bed at night turn it on. There's lots of, you know, options on there and just to get through, you know, a good night's sleep. Um, I think Headspace and Weight Watchers. So I, I rejoined Weight Watchers to help with just tracking food and getting in the right mental, mental space. And I think that's even a part, if you are a Weight Watchers member or WW member, it comes even with your membership. And oh, that's I think awesome. many times, and it is, yes, I absolutely agree with you. Huge value that comes with that, that app. So I will make sure we will link that in the show notes as well. So yeah. um, if you're interested in exploring more about that, we, we will post that there. All right. So Veronica, again, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being open and honest and just being an awesome member of, of this weight loss community. I know, that, I know that you got support as you were starting your journey and you have been nothing but supportive to me and other people who have reached out to you. So thank you so much. Yeah, and, anytime. Yeah. And if you would like to follow her again, she's uh, VKO underscore 1977. Her profile is private because that's like your, this is like your personal Instagram. Yes. You've, said, yes. you've said many times, if people have questions about your weight loss surgery journey, or if they have questions about what you've been doing, your research around skin removal surgery, they can friend you. And you did say that you are going to be posting. Yeah. As it gets closer. Yeah. I'll start posting uh, more to my Instagram about the surgery. I think I posted a couple of things in my stories about that it was coming up and then it got pushed back to August. I was like, ah, but um, yeah, no, I'll definitely be posting about that. And you know, Athenix is the place that I'm using and out of all the research I've done, it's, it's, it's been the best one for me. So. Perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. And as always, if you guys enjoy this podcast or you enjoy watching us, we would love a review. We would love your feedback. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can also watch this podcast. We're adorable and we do a lot of, you know, we do a lot of this <laughs> when we're talking. So if you'd like to, to watch us, you can, you can follow us there. And Jason and I always say that the whole reason we started this is to help this community. We welcome and we're asking for your feedback. If there are topics that you want us to dive into, please let us know. If, if you think we can improve our format or our video or our audio or whatever, if you just think it's awesome, please do let us know so that uh, we are only producing content that adds value to this community. That's the whole reason that we're doing this. So we absolutely welcome your feedback. And a review is a way to do that. Subscribing is a way to do that. Just direct messaging us on Instagram is also a way to do that as well. So. Um, so please like, listen, subscribe, offer us your feedback, share us with your friends and family, share us within your own communities. Uh, we just want to make sure that, that we're adding value to, to our weight loss surgery community and, and we spread the love. So you can absolutely help us, help us do that. Jason, did I miss anything? I don't think so. I just, uh, I, we want to definitely say we appreciate all the love and support that we've had up to this point. Um, the views are growing, the, you know, subscribers are growing and we're growing in every possible platform that we've put out there so uh so, so far it seems like we're we're adding value like we wanted to do um like april said please just let us know if there's anything we can do to improve or anything you have questions on we'll be happy to you know to, to get somebody in here that knows if we don't absolutely all right you guys thank you again for a fantastic conversation today and uh we'll see you guys on the next episode <laughs> bye yes, thank, thank you very you. much bye-bye